of our church, and we so honor you, we so thank you uh, for coming all the way from South Carolina and bringing Austin so that I can be part of his wedding. It's just amazing. Church, keep standing if you let's honor and welcome Pastor Dan Leanne. Wonderful. You guys can grab your seats, and uh, it is a sight to behold uh, to watch uh, Pastor Steve and, and Bex step into uh, Bix. Um, I love you, Bix. Um, into greater depths of um, higher, wider, broader um, leadership. It's just every time I see you guys, you're expanding, and it's amazing. And I can, I can tell you why, because they are people of integrity, incredible gift, and, uh, and uh, the Reverend Dr. Bishop Steve knows how to hustle as well. I saw him hustle his way onto Austin's, first of all, hustle his way in, to get an invite to a wedding, and then onto the bridal party, and now basically on the verge of becoming the best man. So <laughs> if he can do that in the course of like four days, what's going to happen here at Elam East for the next four decades, you know what I'm saying? So it's going to be good days ahead. In all seriousness, love and value my Elam family uh, so much, and uh, it really has been an honor and privilege to, to serve y'all uh, this week. Um, love Pastor Luke and Marilyn and, and, uh, and the Crunchies, and uh, so we're going to have a good morning today. Can someone say amen to that? Uh, really simply put, today, I really feel the Holy Spirit wants to challenge someone here in this room to take a faith step. Take a faith step. You gotta understand that your deepening relationship with the creator of the universe will be found on the other side of a faith step. You gotta understand that um, if you want to honor God, if you wanna please God, if you wanna glorify God, uh, you need to not only take a faith step once upon a time, you need to continually take, come on, faith steps. <laughs> if you want to um, see the miraculous unfold, if you want to activate um, God as He desires to be activated in His power and His majesty and His amazingness in your day-to-day, -day, hey, that's going to be found on the other side of a faith step. If you want to acquire the commodities that are really the most valuable in this world, and, and they are not gold, and they are not silver, and they are not bronze, but the most valuable commodities that you can acquire this side of eternity are faith, hope, and love, and this will flow into your life through faith right. steps. On, so simply put, come on, go ahead, take a faith step. Right. Let me pray, and we'll jump into the Word, and, uh, and really believe that God is going to do what only He can do. Lord Jesus, we love You. Father God, we exalt You. Holy Spirit, we invite You. Have Your way. Open up our eyes to see, our ears to hear, and our hearts to receive what you have for us. We thank you, Jesus, that you are for us. And, you, and when you are for us, <laughs> nothing can be against us. So no matter where we find ourselves right now, Holy Spirit, take us forward in Jesus' name. And everybody said? Amen. Amen. Take a faith step. Uh, I find it fascinating how in my 20 years of walking with Jesus, even though I've seen God move and even, so, even though I've seen God so faithful in so many ways, I find myself consistently and continually wrestling with this current that would drag me away from living a faith-filled life 
and uh, towards living a fearful existence. Can anyone relate to that? Remember when you were younger, we were all so crazy. <laughs> we are like kind of wild and, and ready to roll and just get about the adventure. But the older you get, the more mild you become and the more risk adverse you become as well. I remember when I was younger, um, you'd, you know, when it came to like New Year's Eve, remember we used to have to try to plan where we would be when the sun rose? We talk about where we're going to be, like, you know, we want to go to this party or kind of go to that view, and we, but we have to be on this beach to watch the sun rise so we can do communion together and usher in the new, Jesus with, the new year with Jesus. And, and now kind of I get into a conversation every New Year's about whether or not I'm going to stay up until midnight, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> have you noticed that, that current? <laughs> and we have to recognize that current because you can't address something you don't recognize. And... And we have to recognize that as a people of God, uh, many of us begin our journeys by taking faith steps and maybe have our early years walking with God come marked by big faith steps. But the older we get, the more infrequent they become. What is the biggest faith step you've ever taken? You know, was it regarding um, you know, a financial decision? Was it a ministry decision? Was it a missional decision? Like, What was the biggest faith step you've ever taken? Let me ask you another question. When was the last big faith step you took, you've taken? And, and, and what kind of gap of time is between that? And I really think it's important that we address this because, again, remember, if we want to be a people who experience continual, deepening relationship with God, we have to learn how to take faith steps. Not just once upon a time, but consistently in our journey. If we're not moving, we're dying. That's the reason the Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 7 um, that the righteous shall walk by faith. The righteous shall not pontificate and stand still and think about an amazing faith step they made many years ago that they keep turning back to. No, the righteous shall, come on, walk by faith. You don't need to stride. I'm not asking you to take a leap off a cliff. I'm not asking you to kind of, I'm just saying just walk, but take a faith step. That's the reason the Bible says in, in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, that without faith, it is impossible to even please God. Hey, I think most of us here in this room who have a relationship with um, Jesus want to please him. We want to honor him. We want to glorify him. Well, the Bible makes it clear for us to be a people of God who actually please God. Yeah. It's impossible to do this without, come on, faith steps. I think, it's, I think the reason it's impossible to please God without taking faith steps is because nothing communicates love like faith and trust. You can tell me that you love me, but if you don't display that you really trust me, I would question that love. But when we are wild enough, come on, when we are brave enough, when we are courageous enough to consistently and continually take steps out in faith showing God, I trust you. You know what that does to God? He sees love in action. And God, and, and God doesn't love as an act of his will, but as an extension of his character. So everything about his being is desiring to experience and to see love alive in you. To walk with God, to please God, you need to take a faith step. Come on, we need to always be taking faith steps. Because there are some things that just can't change until you take a faith step. That's the reason the Bible says in Matthew chapter 17 and verse 20, that if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, yeah. you can speak to a mountain yeah. and throw it into the ocean. On, 
There are some mountains in your life that will not be moved until you take a faith step. Come on, there are some hurdles that you keep crashing up against that keep knocking you down that won't be cleared away until you take a faith step. And you don't need to have a mountain-sized faith. You just need to have a little step-sized faith, and you can see a mountain move. Come on, we need to take faith steps because not only do they help us experience God in a deeper and richer way, not only do they help us please God and honor Him, not only do they move mountains in our lives, but ultimately, these are the commodities that every single created life will be judged by one day. Remember in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, and these three things will remain, faith, hope, and love. So many of us are wasting our lives and burning all of our calories trying to acquire or achieve something that will dissipate in a moment. But there are some things that will, come on, remain. And these things will be ushered into our life in abundance when we take a faith step. So here's the question, how? All right, cool. I'm, I'm down to take a faith step, but, but how do I have my life marked by faith steps? I'm so afraid that I would just take a foolish step or a, or, or a step out in fantasy. How, how do I know if this is really something that God has, has, has designed for me or, or destined for me? How do I really see that which is unseen and step out in the light of that reality? How do I determine and distinguish what a faith step is? Well, in my remaining 14 minutes and 12 seconds with you, I want to explore that. <laughs> I want to have a look at a faith step, maybe the most famous faith step in all of the Bible, and, and lean into this text, but ask the Holy Spirit to speak to us about not only this person's faith step, but how this could be reflected in our life. The story of this faith step is the story of Simon Peter when he stepped out of the boat, remember, and walked on water. So if your Bibles, would you go with me to the book of Matthew? The book of Matthew, chapter, why is my iPad frozen? Matthew chapter 14. Matthew chapter 14. To give you the background here, Jesus is hanging out with a bunch of friends. Jesus didn't come to start a religion. He didn't come to condemn the earth. He came to create relationships. He's hanging out with his friends, and he's showing them the way. He's not just preaching things to them. He's practically showing them how to live a life that is marked by faith steps and honor Father God in heaven. Right. And so this day, um, you know, a couple of years into their special master's program, uh, Jesus had spent some time uh, feeding um, a whole bunch of people on the side of the hill after healing a couple of people in a couple of surrounding towns. But Jesus is trying to get the guys to move over to the other side of the lake. And so he jumps them into a boat and they head off to the other side of the lake where Jesus goes off to pray. Uh, in the middle of the night, Jesus sees that the storm has begun to really swirl and kick this boat around. So Jesus goes out to them on the lake. The Bible says shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and they cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, take courage, it is I. Don't be afraid. Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come out to you on the water. Come, he said. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water, and came towards Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and began to sink, crying out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he said, why did you doubt? 
I like this story because I see myself in this story. Just someone in a boat hanging out with Jesus trying to get to the other side. And like life, sometimes it's smooth sailing. Like life, sometimes there are some rough waters. This day, Jesus is walking out to, towards them on, on, the, on the sea. I guess you get to walk on the sea when you made the sea. And, um, and the disciples freak out going, yo, that's like a ghost. And Jesus, no, 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 it's not a ghost, it's me. And they go, oh, it's Jesus. And so Peter, having already experienced God do incredible things, Peter already now seeing with his own eye a woman with the issue of blood healed, uh, a little girl who was the daughter of Jairus raised from the dead, uh, a little boy who was in the middle of his own funeral in Nain kind of being raised to life again, the feeding of 5,000. Peter, having seen Jesus do so much up to this point, must have surmised, you know what? You have the power and the authority to do anything. It's time for me to go to the next level. I want my own miracle right now. So you know what? Yeah, Jesus, um, how about we do this one? Can I come out there and walk with you? And then, and then Jesus says, yeah, for sure. The water's great. Come on out. The Bible says Peter steps out of the boat and onto that water. One of the greatest faith steps recorded in Holy Writ. He begins to walk around on the water with Jesus. Eventually, he sees the wind and the waves. Fear fills his heart. It freezes his body. It robs him of his faith. He stops faith stepping, and he starts to sink. Jesus grabs him. They get back into the boat. Jesus teaches. The anatomy of a faith step. If you're writing down notes, you can pull out your leather-bound journals and your pens right now. One of my... Mentors always used to tell me that a blunt pencil is more effective than a sharp mind in remembering the things that God whispers to you about. I'm not saying that you need to take down notes to get into heaven. I'm just saying, why take a chance? Because there could be a quiz at the end, you know what I'm saying? It's an open book test. Oh my goodness, I should have. I was kidding, sort of. And... Uh, um, uh, if you have iPhones, iPods, iPads, I always say this, you can pull that out, open up the Note app, uh, kiss that device, and thank the Lord Jesus for Steve Jobs. Uh, Android and Blackberry and Samsung devices, put them away. <laughs> I have nothing for you. <laughs> How do I determine, come on, what a faith step looks like? Because I think everyone here in this room, amen, wants to experience a deepening relationship with God, yeah? You wanna please God, okay? You wanna honor Him, okay? You wanna activate the miraculous in your life? Come on, who wants to fling a few mountains around this afternoon? Come on. All right, so we want this, but what does a faith step look like? What distinguishes a faith move from a full move? Come on, a faith move from a fantasy move. Okay, one of the things that distinguish a faith move from a false, foolish fantasy move is a word. Write that down, you need a word. In verse 29, the Bible says here, Peter asked Jesus, can I come out onto the water? And Jesus said, come. And then Peter got to walk. One of the greatest misconceptions in the last 2,000 years of Christendom is that Peter walked on water. Peter never walked on water. H2O didn't reconfigure in such a way that it could hold his body weight. The Sea of Galilee didn't freeze over in an instant. He didn't walk on a runway of ice. No, he walked not on water. He walked on a word. 
because Jesus said, come, Peter got to step out. If any of the other disciples saw Peter doing that and thought, hey, that looks like a cool thing to do, and they jumped out as well to try to walk like Peter walked, they would have sunk. You know why? Because they didn't receive a word. You can't walk on another man's word. You can't walk on even Pastor Steve or Bex's word. Come on, you gotta get your word. But when you get your word, believe me, you're, good, you're gonna begin to experience what it's like to walk miraculously. That's the reason I'm not looking for someone who is, who's gonna, I kind of put their hand up and say, I'm gonna go out and do the, the first crazy thing that comes to mind and call it faith. You know what I'm saying? We don't need people coming up and saying, hey, you know what, like, I'm, I'm gonna take a faith step. I'm gonna go to the closest ATM and like kind of withdraw all of my money and run around the car park throwing cash in the air saying Jesus is alive. And if you do do that, make sure that I'm standing in the vicinity, all right? <laughs> faith steps aren't about just working out something crazy to do it, to, to do and then doing it in the name of Jesus. Don't run out and do something crazy, okay? Um, wake up first thing tomorrow morning and start listening for God's voice. Come on, get up in the morning and start praying, believing that God not only hears you, but likes talking back to you. Come on, get up in the morning and open up your word. Come on and allow faith to start stirring up in your heart and let something come to life, burst out of the page, slap you in the face, give you joy in your soul and start whispering into your very inner being. Come on, that is the beginning of a faith step. When you're worshiping and you're driving around and you're just listening uh, just to, to, to music and you're just focusing in on the reality and the presence of God, hey, hey, come and listen for his voice. Yeah. Too many people in this world think that God is the strong, silent type. I find that New Zealanders, you know, they really honor that kind of figure, that man who's a strong, silent type. You know, that sits there, arms folded, kind of a bit of a grumpy look on their face, doesn't say much, but when they say something, man, those words are very important, you know what I'm saying? I'm telling you, God is not like one of those grumpy New Zealand men. You know what he's like? He's like me, a talkative Asian guy. Because like I said before, God doesn't love us because we are lovely. God doesn't love us because it's a choice. God loves us because that's who he is. First John tells us God is love. And love by definition is always giving itself. It's always communicating, it's always trying to yeah. embrace, it's always trying to engage. So why would God be quiet? Yeah. He wants to talk to you all the time. Yeah. And he'll start saying things to you about your days and your weeks or seasons. This will provide the word, come on, on which you can step out. The second thing for any faith step is a step. Write that down, it's a step. Yeah. You're gonna have to at some point take a step. I love how easy it is to hypothesize, to philosophize, to theologize about faith steps, but never take them. Yeah, yeah. So true. He's like, oh, my. Like even before, when we were praying for those brave people heading off to Sri Lanka to, to, to minister and to love, we all watched it and we saw them, you know, in there. We've, we've seen these scenes before, haven't we? It's like, you know, it's like the, the, the ladies are always rocking the kind of the Sri Lankan traditional gowns. The guys are always wearing random shirts that don't fit right. Like kind of, it, 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 we, we see it all the time and we, hey, that looks amazing. How many times have we had something stir in our heart? And then we say, okay, yeah, it's stirred. Pastor Luke said, maybe you should go. And then right away, something dropped into your heart. 
And for maybe, you know, 50 people who had that dropped in their heart, that was actually a word for about five people. But, but then you start doing the math in your head. Yeah. Like, okay, I'll do it. But just maybe next year when I accrue a little bit more vacation time or holiday time or, you know, in a couple of years' time when I got long service leave. Or, or, or maybe if I, you know, after the kids are, and, and we start reasoning. We receive the word. We know, we know, we know, we know, we know. That came from Jesus himself. He's calling us out onto the water. But then we begin the, 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 uh, the, the mathematics and we're trying to work out if this will add up. If you wait for your faith step to add up, I guarantee you, you will look back at this faith step and the equation will have Jesus subtracted from it. There are so many people who actually miss out on experiencing the mighty and the marvelous and the miraculous and the mind-blowing because they mill around and wait till everything lines up before they take a step. I love how Peter here in verse 29 heard the word, and he went. Listen for a word. When you get your word, go. Take a step. God's been speaking to someone here in this room about stepping out as a small group leader again or getting involved in volunteering again. You kind of did it for a couple of years, but then kind of, you know, life got busy. You pulled back for a little bit. We all need time to rest, but God's been speaking to someone about, hey, it's time to push your chips back in again. And you're umming and you're ahhing and you're waiting. Oh, maybe, no, no, no. no take a step. Yeah. Come on, there are some people that God has been challenging regarding finance, giving, tithing. Maybe a while ago when everything was just booming, you were like, hey, you know what? It was easy to give and so and tithe. Things, things are a little bit tighter, so you kind of go a little bit tighter again. But now things have come back. You really haven't jumped back this way. You know what I'm saying? God's been, st- you take a deep breath and step out. If you are waiting for all the stars to align, you know what's going to happen? The stars will align eventually. But the one who made the stars has left the equation. Take a faith step. Take a deep breath and go. Thirdly and lastly, not only do we need a word, not only do we need to take a step, number three, we need to keep our eyes on Jesus and keep on stepping. Because <laughs> it's one thing to take a faith step and feel the word carry our weight. It's a whole other deal to keep our eyes on Jesus and keep on stepping. I love how Peter jumps out of the boat, starts walking. Eyes on Jesus, walking. But what didn't stop were the wind and the waves and the swirling um, storm all around him. And what happened is his eyes got off Jesus and onto all the other forces and factors that surrounded him. And what, began, what happened? He began to sink. <laughs> As a people... It's not only about stepping out in faith and beginning to walk in faith, it's about being brave enough and bold enough to keep our eyes focused on Jesus, even though the things around us aren't necessarily changing. Come on, we're going to keep on walking. And if we could be a people who not only heard a word, stepped out on that word, but kept on going, I promise you, your story is going to be littered with examples of the miraculous. That's the reason we moved to South Carolina. For those who don't know, my family and I moved to Anderson, South Carolina uh, about 15 months ago. I was born and raised in Melbourne, Australia. Literally the week we just said, hey, we're gonna step out in faith. The week that we said we're gonna step out in faith, they released, um, I think The Economist um, awarded Melbourne, again, the most livable city in the world. 
The same week, there was some kind of Facebook survey, and South Carolina was rated the 49th most livable state in the USA. There are only 50 of them, people. There are only 50 of them. So Krista's like going, are you sure you want to do this? And I'm going, hey, the reality is the greatest gift that we're going to give to our children isn't a university education. It isn't a car on the 18th birthday. It isn't a house they get to inherit. The greatest gift I'm going to give my kids one day is a living, breathing, active faith. So if I'm not living by faith, I'm robbing my kids of their future. So let's go. So we packed everything we could into 12 suitcases and bought a one-way ticket and went to New Spring Church, which is now our home in Anderson, South Carolina. And I honest, I'll be honest with you, I honestly thought we were gonna take a step out in faith and everything was gonna align. I thought there would be like people out there waiting with donkeys and palm branches and it was gonna be like, we're gonna see revival and you know, the gospel was gonna spread so quick that it would have built a bridge back, back to Melbourne. I thought that was gonna go that way. But we just stepped into quite frankly, a storm. And, uh, but I kind of, you know, occupied myself, you know, throughout the, the days because I'm pastoring now and I'm ministering and I'm preaching, I'm doing my thing. Uh, but my kids found it really hard to, you know, get into their rhythm. Uh, and really my son. See, my, my daughter's quite an quite a articulate, um, intelligent young woman. So she's 14 years old. So she just jumped into academics. Um, uh, but my, but my, my son just loves his friends. All he cares, he's 12 years old, he just cares about his Xbox and Fortnite and his friends, all right? And we ripped him away from his friends. It was really hard for him to communicate to his friends because when we're sleeping in South Carolina, they're all awake and vice versa. So he was struggling after a couple of weeks, so Kristen and I decided, hey, we need to do something special for Josiah. We need to organize a special Fortnite party for him and his friends. So we coordinated with some of his friends' parents in Australia and we got them to wake up extra early and we let Josiah stay up extra late and they all synced up at the same time to go play Fortnite together. It was really cool. So I go to bed and uh, Fortnite is about killing things, but I was okay about it for one night. <laughs> so I remember going to bed just hearing Josiah with his headphone on, just chattering away to his Aussie friends. I go to bed, wake up the next morning, Josiah is back in the game room, still chatting. I'm going, Josiah, did you stay up all night? Because no, 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 I went to sleep, but I just woke up before. Okay, cool. And then it hit me, like he was still chatting to somebody. So I thought maybe some of his friends skipped school to stay home and play games with him. So I said, hey, hey Josiah, which one of your friends stayed home to, to keep playing with you? And Josiah just so innocently said, oh, no, there's, there's no one on the other side. I'm just pretending I'm talking to them. And that crushed me. I ran into the bedroom, went into the closet, grabbed a suitcase, pulled it down, and I looked at this empty suitcase, and I just thought to myself, I need to take everything that I've got, throw into these suitcases, and I gotta get my family back. I made a mistake. I'll come in a couple of years' time, I'll just wait up. What have I? And I really felt the Holy Spirit whisper there. I'm giving something to my children that can only be given by example and faith. And right now, we're honoring God's heart. We're having the Leanne story written into God's story. Keep on stepping. And I can testify 
over the last 12 months since then. Dan and Crystal Leanne, Caitlin and Josiah Leanne have seen God like they've never seen him before. Feel like we're bringing pleasure to his heart like we've never felt before. <laughs> Experience the miraculous like you've never experienced before. All because of a faith step. So my time is done. And in speaking world, it kind of works opposite to you guys. See, there are men and women here in this room who get paid more for the longer they're around. It's the opposite for speakers. <laughs> but I want to do something. Can I get one minute, Pastor Steve? I just want to just finish off our time by just doing two simple things. Number one, um, I want to give someone an opportunity at our 10 a.m. gathering to take the most important faith step maybe they'll ever take in their life. And that is a faith step into relationship with God. Christianity isn't about jumping through hoops. It's not about clearing legalistic bars. It's about understanding God loves you right where you are. And it's opening up your heart to Him. Now that'll require a faith step. But if you take that step, you will experience life not only eternal, but life beginning today. Okay? So with every eye closed and every head bowed and no one looking around, we saw people make this decision in the first service. But if that's you here this morning and you know that you don't have a relationship with God right now by faith through grace, by grace through faith, if you know right now that you need to say yes in faith to a relationship with God, even if it's only one, I would like to lead you in a simple prayer. So if that's you and you wanna take that faith step into a relationship with God, when I count to three, lift your hand where you are. Ready? One, two, three. Just lift your hand where you are. I see your hand. One, two, three, four, five hands. Six, seven, eight. Amazing. Nine. All right, I want us to just pray this prayer all together out loud, especially if you lifted your hands. Here we go. Dear Jesus, I receive your love. I take a faith step into relationship with you. I want to thank you for dying on a cross and rising again to make this possible. Help me by your spirit. Live now for your glory. Amen. Can you put your hands together for all the people who lifted theirs? Wow. The Reverend Dr. Bishop Stephen Green is going to give you some more instructions if you lifted your hand in a few moments' time. But I want to let you know we're pumped about your jump, but we're committed to your journey. And uh, this is only the beginning. Amen? Come put your hands together one more time for these people. One last thing. With every eye open and every head raised and everyone looking around, if you're someone here this morning and you know that it's been a while since you've taken a faith step and maybe your big faith step stories, you know, all have a, you know, 
happened way back in the 1900s. You know what I'm saying? Like, if, if you're kind of going, hey, you know what? I want my life now, amen, to be marked by faith steps. I want to give you a chance, but even if it's only a couple of people, with every eye open, every head raised, and everyone looking around, if that's you and you need to take a faith step, maybe even before when Pastor Luke was talking about, hey, going on that Sri Lanka trip, or maybe it's like talking about starting running again, Bex, like whatever it is, like kind of whatever faith step you feel like you need to take, if that's you, can I just, can I, can I pray for you for a moment? Just stand to your feet right now. If that's you and you're saying, hey, you know what? I need to take my, I want a, I want a current faith step story. That's so cool. Look at that, so brave. That is so brave. Even that's a faith, wow, even that's a faith step. Seriously, that's a faith step. The reason I got you to keep eyes open and head raised and everyone looking around is because I tell you now, if hey, the lights went down and everyone closed their eyes and bowed their heads, that key, with that keyboard playing in the background, homie, woo, anything, you know, every, every, but it's amazing how with the lights on, it's a lot more intimidating. But you know what you just did? You took your first faith step. You took your first, come on, put your hands there. Then you took your first faith step. Hey. Come on, if this was possible, come on, what more is possible going ahead, amen? Can I just lift your hands as an act of surrender? Lord Jesus, right now, I pray for my brothers and sisters here in this room. We're not, just, we're not trying to show off. We're not trying to, uh, to just make a, a statement for a statement's sake. No, we're saying we want our lives to be marked by consistent and continual faith steps, believing that you are good as you say you are, you are as faithful as the Bible declares you are. And that there is so much in store for our lives. And we'll experience it on the other side of a faith step. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, let's all stand to our feet and thank Pastor Dan Leanne for a great word and for being so legendary this week. Just thank you so much. Church, before you go this morning, just two quick things.